0: What a great God we serve. What a great God we serve. Amen. God's good. Uh, If you have your Bibles you want to turn or you can follow along on the screen, Psalm 22. Psalm 22, verses 1 and 2. These words will sound familiar, uh, partly because uh, the Lord uh, recited this when he was hanging on the cross. The Psalmist David wrote this originally. And he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? And from the words of my roaring, he was so upset that he referred to his prayer and his crying as a roar. It was coming out from deep. It wasn't just his uh, mouth. It was just... Coming out out of the deep, it was a roaring. He said, oh, my God, I cry in the daytime, but you hear me not. And in the night season, and I am not silent. In other words, I'm just continually crying and praying, but it just seems like I'm not hearing anything. Today we're going to start a new series. We're going to get back to that gravel road. Don't worry, but I just felt like uh, this next series was very fitting in the time we're in. Uh, God is our refuge. Today we're going to talk about strength in suffering, strength in our suffering. So let's pray together for the lesson this morning. Ask God to let us just receive something great today. Lord, we love you and praise you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the promise it holds, for the life it gives. Lord, I pray today over all of us Lord, as we hear these words and see what you've said in the scriptures, God, that we'll just receive something new in our spirit. Lord, that we'll receive a comfort that only comes from you, a peace in our hearts and in our minds. And we're going to praise you for these things now in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise before you're seated. He's good. He's the God of all comfort. We love him this morning. Praise God. You can be seated. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. God is our refuge. There was an old hymn to that, uh, that uh, expressed that sentiment, such a beautiful song. And I remember, I believe it was uh, Sister Leg to, and her children used to sing that song in our church at Milstead. And I just, man, when they did such a beautiful job with it and... Um, you know, when you know that God's your, your help and your strength, uh, you, man, you just put something with it when you're talking about it or expressing it when God's ever done something. Um, and that's a key to having strength in your suffering is where's your focus at? Is it on the Lord or is it on the problem? Well, so it's hard not to focus on the problem because it's right there in my face. Oh, it ought to be just as hard not to focus on God because he, he said I'll never leave you or forsake you. And uh, he's inside with me. And if I spend time with him daily, it's kind of hard not to remember that God is my refuge and that he is my strength in these times of suffering. And so uh, we do, uh, uh, there needs to be often in trouble and suffering, we want to retreat. But what we should be doing is crying out. Crying out to God is a principle in scripture that from the beginning God's people have relied on. There, there came a certain time you'll, you'll read it in the book of Genesis as you're reading along and it'll say and from this time people begin to call on the name of the Lord God. It, they got to a point where they begin to call on him and, and, and uh, not just say well I believe in you but it was a uh, an action that they took, that they, if I live this life, I am constantly calling on God. I am crying out to God. I'm uh, speaking to Him, praying, worshiping I, I have communication with God. And friend, there is, uh, there's nothing like when things are going right to worship and praise and dance and shout and, because everything's good. But we need that communication with God in our suffering. If we are going to make it through, we cannot forget where our help comes from. That's why that one psalm said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. And then he went on to say, for my help comes from the Lord that created the heavens and the earth. And and having a focus uh, in times of trouble, I know what to do. I know where my help comes from. I know where to look. When things are going sideways, when things are at the worst, I know where to look. I know that God is a very present help in time of trouble. We've got to get it in our mind, uh, not only that he's there, but I need to cry out to him and call out to him when I'm in trouble. If you were drowning in the natural and you saw somebody on a boat nearby, you wouldn't just, I'm going to just sit here and bob and hope they see me you would be, hey, I'm drowning. If you was trapped in a house that was burning and you were looking out the window and saw people going down the street, you would just stand there going, maybe they'll see me. You'd be breaking the glass and, and hollering out the window, hey, I'm about to burn up in this joint. Come get me, help me. So, you know, people, we teach our kids when they're little, you know, if you're somewhere and somebody comes up and, and you feel... You, you start yelling stranger and you start, you scream, you make a lot of rackets. You do something to get somebody's attention that can help you. And we need to get uh, an understanding and it's not a sign of weakness. It's not a sign of of, of our frailty uh, or or some kind of, you know, uh, mark on us that we're not good enough or that we, we should, well, I should just be strong enough to stand here and take it. Man, that's crazy. You'll die quick with that kind of nonsense. You, you've got to remember it. Our strength, our help, our hope is in the Lord. Uh, not just a, it, It's good uh, to, to have confidence in your walk, but you realize it's because it's powered by the Lord. It's not under my own steam. So uh, it's, it's good sometimes people say, I can take this, I can take this. Well, Paul said, I can only do all things through Christ. And so sometimes we got to get back to just crying out to God. Regardless of whether I feel anything immediately, regardless if the situation is changing immediately, but I've got, if I'm going to get through this, if I'm going to see the end of it and it be what I want it to be, I've got to begin to cry out to God, that will be my strength in my suffering. Because guess what? We're going to suffer. Going to happen. It's part of it. I know we think, man, uh, I signed up to live for the Lord. Everything should just be hunky-dory. I love to throw these old terms on y'all. you're just like, what? Uh, what is that? Well, that means everything's great. Everything's good. It's it's all gravy from here, man. It's all. It's just going to be no more problems, no more issues, no more trouble. Hey, uh, let me tell you, when I first got in the church, I had that kind of nonsense going on in my noggin. I thought, church people's all awesome. They're great. They will never mess with you. They will never hurt you. You won't never. Whew. what, Uh, boy, I I had some realizations uh, hit me early on and I realized that, hey, but then I also know that God never promised that. It's nowhere in the scripture. He never said, man, just sign up with me and it's going to be smooth sailing all the way home. You'll never worry. You'll never cry. There's going to be a day of no more tears. There's going to be a day where we won't be sick or sorrowful anymore. We're not there yet. And while I walk on this earth, it's not always, now don't get me wrong, it's not despair and gloom and and terrible things all the time. Uh, You know, it's not. There's there's great seasons. Everything is a season. And there are seasons uh, of joy and and happiness and and blessings and things are flowing and moving great and we rejoice in that. But then there are seasons of heaviness. And there are night seasons. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You have to remember that there is a time and a season for all things. And so in these seasons, uh, we we have to remember it's going to change. But if I'm going to be strong enough to see that next season, then I am going to have to trust in God. If I am going to have strength to get through this season to the, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that, how many people hate summer? Okay, got something. Hey, look at all these people that hate summer. You know why? It's hot. It don't matter, you, you can be nice dressed and fresh and as soon as you walk out the door, poof, instant sweat. You just, boom, forehead's beating up, man. Your top lip's beating up. You're just like, I'm nasty before I even get to where I'm going. It's just awful. It's horrible. It's hot. Can't do nothing. Just want to stay inside. And you know what? As bad as you hate summer, you can't do a thing about it but endure it. <laughs> you can't hurry, fall up. You, now, now you can go to, to Hobby Lobby and think it's fall. Just go get on one of them aisles and, and go to the next aisle, and it'll be Christmas already. Uh, it, you know, it, but guess what? When you walk out the door, son, man, you'll be sweating with Santa Claus in your arm uh, because it ain't going to change. Oh, I love the fall. Then hang on, it's coming. I despise summer. I hate summer. Can't help you. I can't. I can't move the sands of time. I can't. You know. You I, nothing I can do about it. But if you love the fall, it's coming. And oh, I hate the winter. I'm so cold. I'm freezing. Just hang on, because we don't get but one week of winter in Georgia. And and it's, you're, you're going to start heating up again. Uh, but just hang on. Your your season that you love will be here. Uh, but you don't just quit living in the summer. You don't quit living in, in whatever season is not your favorite. You just hang on because you know your season is coming. And so we can know that our time, our season, our rejoicing, he has turned my morning into dancing. You know, he, he's turning things around and it's, we're going to see that turnaround, but we've got to endure and have some, we find strength through Him and our suffering. We cry out to God and then trust Him when we're going through it and, and realize this great truth about God is that He will give strength to people who turn to Him in their suffering. You know, we, it, you trip yourself up if you believe that you'll never have any problems when you serve God. We, we see men in Scripture, the Apostle Paul comes to mind uh, you could, uh, some of his journeys that you read about in the book of Acts. Acts 14, uh, I believe it's Paul and Barnabas. They're they're preaching in this one city, and, and they a man who was, had been lame. They they heal him, and he's raised up. And, and boy the people are just man. They're the gods have come down to us. I mean, they and Paul and them had to just stop them from offering sacrifices in their name. Because these people were so amazed by what Paul and them were doing. So God was moving. Miracles were happening. Paul and Barnabas are preaching. And then some of the Jews get upset. They stir things up. And they stone Paul. And drag, they think he's dead. So they drag his body out of the city. He jumps up when they get him outside the city. And they take off. And he keeps on preaching. Just keeps on going. When Luke, writing these things, sums up uh, their ministry there, he says that they were confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith, and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. Paul knew what he was talking about uh, when he said, you know, serving the Lord, you, you're going to have some suffering, and there, there, there'll be some tribulation in this thing. Even the Lord told us before he left, he said, in this world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I, he said, get your focus back on me. You're going to have tribulation, but get your eyes and your heart set back on Me. That's where your strength will come from in this suffering. Uh, That's that's where His suffering, when He was uh, praying in the garden, and when He was, uh, you know, His own uh, knowledge of what was coming, uh, you know, it it just uh, it, it caused Him to to pray and to mourn and to to just praying to the sweat was like great drops of blood and he was not liking what he was seeing, but he knew this was the will of the Lord. And, and he made a statement. He said, everybody's going to leave me, but the father's always with me and he'll never leave me. Yet on the cross in the middle of the heaviness of it, he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's easy sometimes when we're in the middle of it, uh, if we're so focused on what is actually happening to us in the moment to b- believe that God isn't there. Come on, you know you've wondered if God even cares. You've wondered, does God know? And anybody that served God any amount of time has, has questioned where you are, why am I here, why is this going on, what's happening to me, what's going on in my life? And people said, well, man, why could, why, why would Jesus say, say that that thing? Is because uh, he had never felt sin. And, and damage in his life like that. He, and, and for the first time, the Bible tells us that sin separates us from God. That's scripture. And so now he has the weight of the world, the sins of the world. He, he's there d- dying for the sins of the mankind. And he feels for the first time what it's like, the awful agony of being separated from God. But he's already made the statement, I know God's always with me. He made that statement when he was praying, when he was talking to his disciples. But this agony, this pain, this great suffering he was going through. Oh, God, where are you? You know, you've got down to cry and pray before, and you're like, God, where are you? When is this going to end? Just let me feel a little touch of comfort. Just let something happen so I know everything's all right. We've all prayed like that. It's easy uh, in our sufferings and in our struggles to, to question and to cry out and to even as David, my God, why have you forsaken me? Where are you? I, I, I pray to you in the daytime. I'm, I'm calling on your name and, and sh- I don't hear silence. I don't hear any answers. I, I'm not getting any direction. And that guess what? Sometimes that's how it's going to be because it's not about whether we feel it But do we know it? Do we know that God has said, I will never leave you or forsake you, but he will watch you in your suffering. He's not getting pleasure, joy, or entertainment from watching you suffer. It's just that's part of it. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and the righteous sometimes suffer, but they're never forsaken. The writer said, I've been young. I've been old. I've been living for God a long time, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen his seed begging bread. Well, but I have seen, you've heard me say this, I've seen the righteous heartbroken. I've seen them sad. I've seen them poor. I've seen them lose their jobs. I've seen them get sick with cancers. I've seen them lose loved ones. I've seen them go through hell on earth, but I have never seen them forsaken. And so I've got to remember that the righteous Being righteous doesn't mean you're not going to go through things. Not being forsaken doesn't mean you're not going to go through things. It just means you won't go through it alone. And that's what the psalmist is saying. You're going to go through it, but you'll never go through it alone. That's why another place the psalm said, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. So even while they are going through it, God's watching and God is listening. We forget that. Though, when we don't hear nothing back, you know, when, when we don't get a response, when we if we got down and prayed, and we didn't get a, a big burst of chill bumps. All of a sudden, we did my prayer even reach the. We we say stuff like that. I, oh, he felt like my prayers got off the floor. Man, that's, it, hey, if it didn't, guess what? He's everywhere. He can hear it if it's on the floor. He can hear it if it's on the ceiling. Uh, I believe it was Jonah said out of the depths of hell I cried and guess what God heard it uh, you'd be in the bottom of the sea and a great fish and God still hears what's going on and God still sees what's going on because God still worked in that when Jonah uh, cried out uh, he, he sent that fish to vomit him up on the beach and, and then send him on his way but sometimes we get in places where it's just all I can do is cry out to God But David knew something about crying out to God. And even when he cried out and things didn't change right away, it didn't cause his faith to waver in God. Sometimes you just got to get things out to God. There's nothing wrong with letting God know how you feel. He already knows, but there's nothing wrong with expressing it to him. God, I feel like you're not here. And you know God's thinking, but you know better. And David knew better. I feel like you're not here, God. I feel like you're not listening, but you know better because you've said it out of your own mouth. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice. You you know that I listen to you. I've answered you time and time again. But when you're focused on the suffering, that's all you see. And, 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 And when you focus on suffering, it will zap your strength. But the joy of the Lord is my strength. Let me ask you this. When you go through something, does it erase any joy you ever had from God? Well, no. No, it don't. The joy of the Lord's my strength. And when I can focus on God in the middle of what I'm going through, even though I'm still, it's that, that weird uh, way that we live as, as children of God is that we can be brokenhearted and still have joy unspeakable and full of glory. You yeah, we we sing them songs. The world didn't get it. The world uh, didn't give it. They, the world can't take it away. The devil didn't give it. The devil can't take it away. All the, we say all that, and then we let trials take it away. But if it takes it, it's because you let go of it. Yeah. Because really, when, when the Lord gives you that joy, it's there. It's, it's there. And, and we just can't let... The trials and the tests and the shadows of this life, oh you know, erase that out of us and cause us to relinquish hold on something that's going to get us through. And and don't just cry out to God in the good seasons, cry out to him in the night seasons. Cry out to him when, when you're when you're down, when you're out, when you're discouraged. And so everybody does that. You'd be surprised how many people don't. There are so many people that when they're going through it, they clam up. That's is the wrong action when you need to cry out to God. Hey, if we have not because we ask not, maybe we don't have deliverance because we don't ask for it. Maybe we don't have peace because we're not asking for it. Maybe we don't have an answer because we're just expecting God to deliver it. But if we would begin crying out, and and he talks about taking action, knock and it'll be opened. Well, I've been knocking. He didn't say how long. Quit trying to act like God said. One man, he told him, he said, smite the floor. Three times, oh, the prophet got mad with him why did you just smite three times? If you'd done it five times or six times, man, God would have just delivered you from now on out. And, you know, we we would just want, we're always about the minimum. Just as little effort as I can give. But but I'll tell you, if we were, so I'm going to be like Jesus. Have you prayed to your sweat, got like great drops of blood? When your soul was heavy and you was tore up and, and, and did you depart a little place where you could get down and pray and just, you think Jesus was just silent in his prayer? I don't care how, how far he was away from the disciples. You think they didn't hear him wailing and moaning and groaning in his spirit as his sweat poured out of his face like great drops of blood? Man, he was tore up over what was coming, but he knew I've got to pray. I'm not gonna get through this without prayer. I'm not gonna get through this with Peter patting me on the back saying, be it far from you. I'm not gonna get through this with all the other brethren saying, Lord, we'll, we'll go with you. I'm gonna need something from the Lord. I'm gonna need God to help me through this. And guess what? Sometimes you're not going to get through it with just a pat on the back from your buddy. It's not going to get you through it just to get a thumbs up or a, or a little heart on Facebook. You need to cry out to God. You need some real strength. And our strength comes from the Lord. Our strength, yeah, there, there, there's strength. I know people are strengthened in, in numbers, and when we gather together, our faith is lifted up. And we're encouraged when we see great services, but but those services wouldn't be anything, and it'll be a fleeting strength uh, if God's not behind it. And so I, I don't want to just a, I don't want a little booster shot on Sunday so I, I can crash by the time Tuesday gets here. Right? I want strength in God that, that yeah, oh I'm going through it, but I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times and his praise is gonna be in my mouth and, and hey, and if I, I've got to ride down a road with tears flowing down my eyes on my way to work. God help me through this day. God help me in this situation. Oh, God be with me, then so be it. But that strength that comes from, it, there's just a confidence. Whether I hear anything verbally or even in my spirit right then, Confidence in his word will keep you moving forward. It's like that psalmist that said, I've hid his word in my heart. I hid that word in my heart so I wouldn't sin against him. In other words, this word is there. And so I realize that uh, according to the word, because I've read it, I've studied it, I've seen the examples of time and time again of people uh, it, who through faith, uh, they subdued kingdoms and, and they, their dead was raised back to life. And, and man, they, they stopped the mouth of lions. I, I see that they were suffering, but somehow they went through it. I don't want my faith to die. But if I die, I want to die in faith. I, they said, these all died in faith. I want to make sure that when I die, I am in the faith. That I have not forgotten about what God will do. That's my strength in the middle of suffering. And we're going to go through things. We uh, Probably no, nobody ever thinks, uh, you think about suffering in the scripture, almost automatically people go, Job. Yeah, Job, old, old Job. And he was uh, well, we know the the story he he was a man like no other man. I mean, the description how God describes Job, his servant when when uh, the sons of God are presenting themselves before him and we know that Satan comes in there and he's he's and he says, What are you doing here? And he said, Well, you know, I'm I'm going here and there and everywhere and, and he said, Well have you considered my servant Job? There's none like him. Ain't nobody like him. and he fears the Lord. He hates evil. He, ain't nobody like him. He's perfect and he's upright and he's just telling him all stuff. And he says, Well, he fears you for nothing because you got a hedge around him. And see, he knows that that's a downfall of mankind, that when everything is good, we think nothing bad will ever happen. And he thinks that's the way Job thinks, but he's about to find out different. The Lord said, well, I'll tell you what, go take your stuff and see what happens. So he goes and all of his possessions are destroyed and gone and stolen. And then his children are killed in a a great wind that causes a house collapse, kills all his children. He loses every possession and the things that are dearest to his heart in one day. He loses it all. And it says, And Job fell down and worshipped. He fell down and worshipped. I think it's Job chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, I think. or 20 and, yeah. He arose, tore his mouth, shaved his head, fell down on the ground and he worshiped. But then he started talking. Naked I came out of my mother's womb and naked I'm going to go thither. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Just leave that scripture up for a second. He said, I'm not focused on what God has given me in the past and I'm not focused on what I have lost today. I am focusing on the Lord. The Lord, blessed be the name of the Lord. You know why Job made it all the way to chapter 42? And Why he, the latter end of Job was blessed greater than the beginning? Because he was not constantly reliving tragedy. He was not always going back. I never hear him say one other thing about those, those things he lost all the way through. He's just talking about uh, he gets upset. And he's sad and then after that his body, the, 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 the enemy attacks his body and he's got bulls all over his body. His wife is like, man, why don't you just curse God and die? And in, in uh, chapter 3, Job starts crying out. And Job is so distraught right away that he's, he, he's upset about the day he was born. In Job chapter 3, he says, Let the day perish where I was born in the night which it was said there was a man child conceived. And then he went on to describe how the thing that he feared uh, uh, has come upon me and that which I'm afraid of has come unto me. I was not in safety, neither had rest, neither was I quiet, and yet trouble came. It, it, I'm just in the midst of trouble. He's just like David was in Psalm 22 when he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I'm crying out in the daytime and I'm hearing nothing. You're silent. You're not answering. Nothing's going right. And so sometimes we get this kind of tragedy in our life and it's going to make us real. We're going to rock and reel and it's going to uh, throw, kind of throw us for a loop. But we can't forget about the God who has blessed us. We cannot forget that God is on our side. We've got all these things. I don't know what you think. Maybe some of these things right here will we'll resonate with you uh, as, and you think about what you've been through maybe what God's bring, or maybe you're going through it right now. Maybe you lost your health. Maybe your health situation is not the best as it could be or maybe you experienced a great financial loss or lost a job, grieved the death of a child or, or grieved about a child that has rejected God. Maybe you've been betrayed by a loved one or maybe you have experienced persecution for your faith being been constantly attacked and undermined on your job. Perhaps you have experienced what it's like the suffering of being unable to relieve the suffering of someone you love. That's hard. When you can't, you see somebody you love dearly going through it and you can't fix it, that'll grieve your heart. And, and we can go through these things when we have these things happen. And, and when we do that, sometimes we assume, well, God has just forsaken me. But he hasn't because every word of God is true. And he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to stop being who you need me to be. As far as Job is concerned, he's made these statements. I wish I had never been born. I just wish I hadn't been born. But he knows he's holding on to his integrity. He's still not sinning with his lips or charging God foolishly. He's hanging on to what he's got. And he even makes this statement in in Job 23 and 8. He said, I go forward, but he's not there. But he is. Because there ain't nowhere where he's not. God's everywhere. But it seems like when I go forward, he's not there. When I back up to reassess, I can't perceive him. I thought maybe I passed. I backed up. Let me back up and see. I still can't perceive him on the left hand where he works. I can't behold him. And he hides himself on the right hand. That's where his power's at. That's where his majesty's at. I cannot see him. So I can't see God operating in any fashion right now, but he knows the way that I take. And when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Oh, I'm going through it. I can't figure out where God's at. I can't figure out what God's doing. But he knows the way that I take. For the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. And so when this is over with, and it will be over with, I'll be like gold. When this is done, I've just got to endure. What do I do while I'm enduring? He said, my foot has held his steps. I did not stop walking with God because I was suffering. Come on, somebody. His way have I kept and not declined. I ain't even slacked up. I didn't let my prayer life falter because things got bad. Come on, somebody. I didn't let down on my standards because things got bad. I didn't let go on my convictions because things got bad. I didn't let my church attendance decline because things got bad. Hello. Hello. I kept on keeping on i I'm going to make it, and he said, neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips I had, I had someone call me one time they was upset because things were this was years and years back uh, but they were they, they, I was on my way driving home from work one day and and they was going through rough patch in their home and their marriage was all upside down and stuff and, and this lady called me and she said. I think I'm just going today and I'm just going to go cut my hair off. Why? Well, what good does it do? My marriage is still a wreck. So where in the scripture you read anything about your hair and your marriage doing anything? So I said, so what you want to do? I said, you want to take it out on God because things are going bad in your house. Well, I, I, well, nothing. You just told me. So you're going to take it out on God because things ain't going right at home. Maybe y'all are just trying to come in together and working it out instead of you just backing up on God. Happens more than you think. Because if, I was, if I'm doing all these things, everything in my life should be perfect. Woo, you in for trouble. You, it's coming down honey it's going to happen time and chance happens to us all it, it, things are coming if the greatest worshiper the Bible records could end up in the messes that he ended up in you better believe these 21st century apostolics we can end up in some messes of our own but we don't go back from the commandment of his lips he said To me, his words, the words of God's mouth are more necessary than the food I eat. He said, God's word to me, I could have all the food I want and live my days and be sustained. But without his word, I'll still die. Listen, commitment will keep you. That's a strength in suffering. Job was giving us a a blueprint here. You want to make it through when you lose everything, when it looks like your life has been obliterated, you want to make it to the other side. You want to make it to chapter 42, Job? Then you keep on keeping on. You want to make it through to hear him say, well done? Then you just keep right on serving God in the middle of the storm. You keep on praising God in the middle of that fight. You keep swinging that sword. You keep praying in the spirit. You keep walking for God. You don't let your step. You keep those steps. You keep walking. You keep going. And if you fall flat on your face, get up, dust yourself off, and just keep right on walking. We've got to keep going. That is where our strength comes from sticking with God, remembering that God is faithful and that God's there. You know, part of David's, I think his problem was, he, was, he started reminding God, he Said, I've heard how you have delivered our fathers, how you constantly came through for them. And, and listen, you're setting yourself up right there. That's a spiritual drain plug right there. When you start comparing what you're going through to everybody else's stuff. Your trials are going to be different. One man said, "I when I considered how the wicked prosper, he said, it, man, I almost slipped. I, my feet almost slipped. I was, I was ready to just fall apart because I just watched these people don't serve God. Oh, man, they got plenty of money in the bank. They going on trips. They going on vacations just laughing and carrying on all the time and, and uh, just act like I ain't got a care in the world, and here I am just serving God. I feel like I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Boy, if your focus is right there, you ain't seen the benefits that God's got for you because this life, we serve the Lord with gladness, and in this life, man, I'm telling you, he he loadeth us daily with benefits, And, and all the stuff you could have in the world can't save your soul. All the trips or vacations you could take can't get you right. But oh, living for God, what a life it is. It gets sweeter as the days go by because I know that God's laid up for us a place where uh, there, there's an inheritance that is incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved for us in the heavens. I know that there's going to be a day where there's no more crying, no more heartache, no more enemy. No more. Hey, you won't be crying out in in tears anymore. It'll just be glory to the lamb. Glory to the lamb. I have made it through glory to the lamb. Listen, no matter what I feel, God is there watching Peter actually to the church reiterated what the psalmist said in 1 Peter 3 and 12. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. That's a man that knows about failing God. That's a man that knows what it's like to fall flat on your face. He knows what it's like for Jesus to say, get behind me, Satan. For you favor the things of man and not of God. You you won't you're, you 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 know, you got these keys now you think it's bought you something. You're gonna have trouble and tribulation, and I'm the Lord, and I'm gonna have trouble and tribulation, and, and just rebuked Peter right in front of all his best buddies. You think about all Peter had to go through, crying and weeping and rejecting the Lord and denying he knew him and and just all these things that went on in his life. But but Peter said. Let me tell you, God never stopped watching. I think one of the greatest things in scripture is when, is when Peter finally denied the Lord that third time that rooster crowed. It says, and the Lord saw him. And Peter knew the Lord saw him. And, and you think, like, wow, that would be an awful. But let me tell you, there wasn't a greater blessing Peter could have got that night. Than to know that Jesus saw me make my greatest mistake. But see, we we want to hide from that. But friend, you better be glad that He saw it because He's going to have mercy and He's going to be ready and willing to forgive you and to save you and to love you and to keep you going on. So, oh, I wish He hadn't seen that. I'm glad He did. I'm glad that I can't hide it from Him if I could hide it from him he can't forgive what he don't know he can't have mercy on what he don't know but God I'm glad you see it all and I'm glad that your mercy doesn't withhold when we make mistakes when we fall on our face but when we're suffering God but you're there to lift us up honey you can come on up I need to to jump in. I'm going going to skip somewhere real quick, real fast. In Psalm 77, uh, this is a a a different psalmist, Asaph. He said, I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice, and he gave ear unto me. In the day of my trouble I sought the Lord. My soul ran in the night, and it ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. He was suffering. I, I remembered God. I was troubled. Because nothing's happening. I'm thinking about God. Nothing's happening. It troubles me. I complained. My spirit was overwhelmed. Selah, thou holdest my eyes waking. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I call to remembrance my song of the night. I I commune with my own heart. My spirit made diligent search. Will the Lord cast off forever? Will it be favorable no more? That's That's how we start thinking when things are going bad. Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Selah. And then I said this. Nope. This is simply my infirmity. This is my season. This is what I'm going through. But I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. My focus is going to be on how God has always been good to me. I'm going to remember, that's thinking back, of the years, the countless moments and hours and days and weeks, the times that God constantly blessed me, talked to me, loved me, delivered me, healed me, helped me. This is simply where I am right now. But it hadn't always been like that and it won't always be like this. I am coming through. Go ahead and stand with me this morning. I will surely remember the works of the Lord. I will remember your wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and I will talk of thy doings. That's something. Talk about what he's doing, not about what's not being done. Talk about what he's doing. Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who so great a God is our God. You are God that doest wonders, and you have declared thy strength among the people. Whew. Psalm 46, 1 and 2. God is our refuge and strength. If I'm going to find strength in my suffering, I cannot turn my back on God. I've got to call on him. God is is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And then in verse two, he said, therefore will not we fear. Though the earth be removed and the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea, I'm not going to fear. When things that seem so solid, like mountains and foundations, seem to be shifting under me, I'm not going to be afraid because He is my help, my very present help. He's my refuge and my strength. God is going to deliver us. That is what He wants to do. In Psalm 50 and 15, He said, Call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. Part of letting your light shine is calling on God in your suffering because We let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. It's not always God getting the glory when we can say, "Woo, I got a check in the mail. You should praise God for that raise or that bonus. That's awesome. Praise Him for those things. But you also praise Him in the storm. You praise Him when the floods come. You praise Him when the fire is raging. You praise Him in the midst of your trouble, in the midst of your suffering. And you know who's getting the glory? God is. You know who Job was magnifying? The Lord. You know, Paul was always in the middle of all this stuff, all the things he went through, shipwrecks, beatings, all that. Just glorifying God. God, give us strength in our suffering. Don't you forget today that God's your refuge, a place where you can hide, a place that you can survive, be protected. Place where you know the name of the Lord's a strong tower the Bible says the righteous runs into and they're safe we've got safety in him let's lift our hands and pray together this morning Lord we love you so much thank you for being our very present help in time of trouble and God today we have those in our midst Lord in our families on our jobs even in our church that are suffering and going through so many things but God I know today that you're able to keep us I know that you prayed and said, don't take them out of the world, but just keep them from the evil that's in the world. So Lord, keep us in this world, in this tribulation, in this trouble. And God, we're going to make it all the way home. Hold on to us, God, in your mighty name, Jesus. Praise your name, God. Come on, lift your hands and just worship for another moment. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God's going to be here for you. You're going to make it. You might be suffering now, but it won't always be like that. This season's going to change. Hallelujah. This season's going to change. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Yes, He is. Hallelujah. God's your refuge my Hallelujah that I- to worry about that if we trust him if we don't turn our back on him we never have to wonder what would I do because he's going to always be there amen what a beautiful song love that song so much God's going to bring you through it he'll bring you through it don't rush him don't rush him let him finish let patience have her perfect work be patient with God. He's going to always come through. We want everyone that will. Uh, it's about 1148. about am 1150, about 10 till as many as would. I'd love for you to come down around the front and just pray before the next service. Let's lift our hands and pray and just ask God to bless in this next service. Somebody's coming in here with a need. Somebody's walking in here, hanging on to a thread. Let's pray and ask God to move in this service and touch lives. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name.